And welcome back. I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the turntable teachers. And class is back in session. So what's going on, everybody? Uh, we got a great show for you tonight. Another edition of Night School. Mm-hmm. Loving these Night Schools, man. They're, they're, yeah. they're definitely becoming one of my favorites. At this point, sure. this is just like our regular episodes. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just everything's a Night School. We're doing more Night we Schools We are now Night lately. School teachers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so tonight's Night School is going to be on Not Owl, OL. Yes. The so- band OL. Which we've talked about on the show many times. We've multiple we, times. Multiple now. times. However, we've we've called them owl and we'll <laughs> we'll get into a little bit. It, it, yeah, it's it's a pretty funny story, I guess. But yeah. we we've basically been wrong this whole time. Like like the, the summary is they, they are called OL. And so we have like a little bit of a show and tell because we went to this not too long ago and you were talking to them on Instagram like a ton leading up to this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get into the whole thing, kind of how it started and all that. And uh, so that'll be the first half of tonight's uh, night school episode. And then we will be doing song recommendations. However, we're going to do a little bit of a different segment. Spiced this time. it up a little. Spicing. Exactly. Mm. We're calling this pop quiz. So can't wait for that segment. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very curious. And then we'll explain that when we get to the end. Yep. Uh, going to be really fun. And then we have a couple of really cool announcements at the end as mm. well. Um, Big news. Some of you might have already seen on Instagram when this comes out. Uh, the first you know, one on Instagram. Our first round will have already come. But uh, we'll, we'll definitely give you guys uh, a tune in at the very end about what's to come for mm-hmm. some merchandise. Very exciting. Really exciting Big stuff. Big news. And actually, quick shout out, too. We just found out on like tonight when we were getting ready to record uh, that we just crossed 500 followers on Instagram. And that is absolutely amazing. So anybody who's listening right now who's followed us recently and even followed us a long time ago, thank you for sticking with us. And that's a pretty big milestone for us. Like I did not expect to hit 500 as quickly as we have. And I mean, obviously that is all thanks to everyone that's like now kind of joined the team and has been like supporting us and driving this all forward. Yeah, Sam and Andrew have been a huge, huge help to us in terms of the marketing side because they're, you know, that's their background. So, but that, but I mean, hey, and then we got people that are just, you know, interested in what we're doing. And like mm-hmm. I said, we really appreciate it. We like, we love having you guys in on the on the uh, conversation with us and 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 you know, commenting on Instagram posts and just yeah, and just you know, it, it's 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 been a really fun it's really experience. cool to see like the community around us grow yeah. a little bit. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird to even say that there is a community around. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, that's right? So mind blowing yeah. to me at this moment, but. Still, not that it's, it's anything awesome. Yeah, not that it's anything huge, but like it's still a community in itself, nonetheless. And yeah. uh, we're coming up on our year anniversary. Can you believe that too? That's really that's even weirder to me. I guess like yeah. it doesn't feel like a whole year has gone by. Right. But at the same time, when I think back to like every single individual episode, and especially like sitting in your place with the rock band microphone, sitting in a cup. Like between us, like it's it's so weird to think back to like the early <laughs> early days, the humble beginnings, if mm-hmm. you will. And now we're here with, you know, better equipment, better yep. mics, better, better people. Exactly. Better. Yeah. And I think you and I have definitely had a good chemistry going for sure. Like yeah. it's, I do, I do miss you on the episodes that were apart. So I know this is uh, getting, this is getting very sentimental. One year anniversary, yeah. getting a little sentimental to us. So it's a, we'll it's, bust the candles out <laughs> get a nice bottle of red. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, so going into, so first segment of today's episode or tonight's episode, I should say. Uh, oh well, mm-hmm. oh well, 
who the we show in Toe L. That was terrible. That was absolutely awful. Leave oh the God. puns to me, man. I You're know. not you. Jeez. You I'm stick the with the person. numbers. Yeah, I'll I'll stay. With I'll that. stick with the wordy <laughs> stuff. All right. That was bad. Idea. That was really rough. That was really rough. Oh man. I apologize to everybody. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Anyway, so Cody and I and Pano, shout out Pano, who's been on the show. All right, mm-hmm. he'll, he's coming back on pretty soon. I, mm-hmm. I can. Oh yeah, assume. we know. We the the Wale review was done. Oh, that's gonna. On that's it. gotta yeah. happen. We'll that's do like gotta, a yeah. remote episode recorded in the shed or something. Who knows? Oh, but. God, that album's so good. Not to get off track, but new Wale. Either way. Oh, wow, that's crazy. I agree. Mm-hmm. Your album's crazy, wow, Wale. That's crazy. Anyway, oh well. Uh, we saw them at Brighton Music City Hall, correct? I believe mm-hmm. that that's where we saw them. Yep. Uh, right in, in Brighton, Massachusetts, is a little outskirts of Boston, essentially. Uh, right in uh, the Alston area as well. It's it's weird. I think it actually was in Alston. I think it's technically in Alston. Music, but yeah. it's very confusing. It's very yeah, yeah. confusing. But Boston's like that though. Yeah. Like you ever see, you ever see the? Uh, oh my god! I always show people this that haven't seen it. People trying to pronounce Boston city names that aren't from Boston. Oh, it's fantastic. It's hilarious. It's like, so good. Because it's so funny. Someone else I was talking to from uh, they're from New York. They're like, in New York, the city makes sense because everything's it's numbered. It's a grid, yeah. right? With Boston, it could say, like, for example, Brighton Music Hall. And you're like, oh, I'm in Brighton. If you don't, we're not from, you know. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm in Brighton right now because literally the place is named the Brighton Music Hall. After the city of Brighton. Nope. And instead it's in Alston, which is next to Brighton. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't they just put the Brighton Music Hall in? And that's not even talking about, like, the roads in Boston. It's all over the oh, place. it's terrible. It's all over the place. So That's a whole other thing. Yeah, we were it's all down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Regardless, though, so we saw them. Uh, they opened for the early November? Yeah, the early December, November. December, January, February. Was... Which, what month was it? <laughs> Oh, sorry. That that was disrespectful. Uh, oh, we're it? both throwing throwing bad jokes out. <laughs> hey, nice. I'm not alone now. Early November and what was it? Have mercy. I I think those I'm were the first two. Even, I'm not even sure. Either who the way, other band was we were we were there to see OL. Like that, there was really no question about yeah. uh, who we were there to see. Yeah. So it's funny. So we first brought them up on a song recommendations. Yep. Correct. And I recommended Snow Globe. That's exactly right. Exactly. And then I liked it. And then we ended up doing their, I don't remember what, what, what soccer episode that came was. Out, I think it was maybe No Parachutes. And I think that came up on one of our singles episodes as well. Like maybe it's another recommendation or it was the very next one, the full album. I don't remember. I it's think, hard to remember now. Yeah. yeah Someone, yeah, I know. Almost a year in, in, in this, you know. It was like a yeah, while so, ago. But right? all I do remember is you talking about Snow Globes on a recommendation. I can't for the life of me remember which episode it was. But then I remember March part two, March albums part two. We mm-hmm. talked about their album Paris yeah. and how much we loved it. And, you know, for me, like I've said it a couple of times on the show that it's not really my typical cup of tea. So it was really cool to like really not only get a feel for this album, but also really thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. So that was really awesome. And I know you loved it. I mean, well, it's it was- always awesome to see like, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure I found out about them the first time through a Spotify playlist, like a discover playlist, something like that. It's one of the curated ones. And I mean, a lot of the artists that end up coming up on those for me, I'll like that song and then I'll try and listen to the rest of their stuff and I'm not really quite as into it. So it was so awesome to have this like band that I discovered through the playlist that I really like this song and then they release new music and it's awesome. So now I can like hopefully hear more in the future, guys. Hopefully you're recording more music and releasing more music in the future because I would love to hear anything else. But so I don't know. It's really cool to actually see that pan out and have it 
awesome project get dropped later on that we can talk about on the show. Exactly. And speaking of that, which kind of brought me up to your, your point when you were like referring to you guys, I can actually say now, like my whole thing, like, I don't know anybody, any new listeners, my catchphrase is like, not catchphrase, but something I say often is like, you know, if you're listening. Like, oh yeah, Jay-Z, artist, if you're listening, you're but not. It, but you're not. You know? <laughs> we can honestly say that they are now because they've listened to our stuff and that's how we kind of got in contact with them because they somehow, some way heard you know, I think we tagged about them. It. I think I think Either, we, I think it was a tag on maybe Insta we did. or something like that. And well, still they listened to it. You know, I think there's only two artists that have listened to it. And it was Chong the Nomad, mm-hmm. and when we did her single, it was one That's of the managers. That's crazy too. I actually completely her forgot about that. Out to us and said, you know, like appreciate the props. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't even know if she listened to it or not, but at least the manager did. Yeah. So that's enough for me. And then, like, oh well, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay, Jay, the lead singer, reached out to us and was like, guys, this is crazy. I'm at the gym listening. It's like your album review. And he was talking about how he just loved our in-depth conversation about it and how he was like... Yeah, so it was so funny when we bumped into them after the show and not, we went to their merch table and we were, you know, got to meet them and chat up, you know, after talking to them for... You know, online for at least what almost six months now because yeah, it would have been time. in March, right? So that's close to six, seven months. And uh, even back then, they were like, you know, come to come to a show, we, you know, you know, buy a beer and yeah. we'll get food and all that stuff. And we were like, yeah, like that'd be well, great. You well, know what that I'm was like really early on when we started making like episodes, and we were still like pretty small and growing and so it was so cool to have an artist like reaching out to us being like oh like come to the show we're gonna have one in boston we'll end up like talking to you guys having drinks like it was such a i don't know such a real like moment out of that but do you ever feel like when those things happen like because that was six months six seven months ago i feel like people say those kind of things and then they, then they never happen well it's like deal. when you run into someone from your hometown it's like oh dude it's been so long since i've seen you we let's, gotta hang out let's sometime. chill so like, and then, uh, it never freaking happens no ever. it's like it, it's <laughs> like i get it like i appreciate the sentiment and it's like okay awesome I'm like you're saying that like you would have been down but like we're not going to make time to hang no out that's just like not no. so like it almost I, I agree it did sort of almost I, I was not worried I, I'm like struggling to find the word here yeah. but I definitely kind of had a vibe that maybe it could have just been one of those but what kind of set it apart too was I feel like a lot of times when artists see themselves get tagged in these posts they don't actually like listen to it they just send back a generic like, oh thank you for the shout out and then like repost your stuff and when they sent us a message back, it wasn't just like, oh, thanks for the shout out. They doubled down and were talking about like specifics of things that we said during the course of the review. So that was the, one of the coolest things for me. It was like, wow, they actually listened to it. Like they didn't 100%. just see our post. They actually went and started listening to us. Yeah. The, well, I said, so the funniest part about this whole thing, I thought, right, is they seemed like like – I think we went in, like, not fangirling them, per se, or fanboying, whatever. Like, I, what I was a little bit. But. but, like, yeah, so it was funny. I think how we were, like, fanboying them sort of to start. Like, we were just like, oh, so great to meet you guys, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, nah, it's, like, great to meet you guys. <laughs> like, they were – and then they were fangirling they, 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 us. They Uno reverse card us, dude. It, yeah, it was so funny because they're like <laughs> – but the thing – something Jay said I thought was hysterical. I was cracking up because he was like – I was listening to you guys' podcast, and I was like, oh – they got Logic on here and Billie Eilish and all these like we think we literally did Billie Eilish's album before yeah theirs. right before theirs and then and they're like oh we're huge Billie Eilish fans right and then he goes and this, this is how official it sounds and like how clean it sounds and all of a sudden you start talking about me and well <laughs> and you're like and and and, and I somehow this I think he said something along the lines of somehow this sounded started to sound cheaper. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and he says the same thing about uh, like their music and everything too. And I was talking about like band pictures and how it's always when you're like seeing your own product, even if other people see it as this like great polished thing, you always still see it for like the little flaws that you couldn't quite iron out and like the things that you constantly want to be doing better. Yeah. I think it's just kind of the nature of the beast when you create any type of content. Yeah. Even something like this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so it's, it's just so funny that we both were kind of like, because they, they were like, oh, this is dope. We get to meet a Boston podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're like, our podcast crew. And we're, and we're like, well, we get to meet a band that we really like. So yeah. we were, it was so funny that we were just like fanboying each other. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. It was so. definitely a lot of like mutual excitement, which made the whole interaction just so much cooler yeah. too. Like, it, yeah. I don't know. The, the, the whole night in general was just a fantastic time, but especially like hanging out after the fact. Hang, was, yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. Getting food and drinks with Jay and, and hanging out with Jay and Seamus at the, uh, at the merch, know, at, table, at the merch table. Like, just great dudes. And, mm-hmm. You know, just it was so cool to get to meet uh, meet them and get to you know know them and things like that. So shout out to both those guys, seriously, for sure. Well, because when we were going into the show, I I think that we were trying to message them saying like, oh, like can we like come backstage to hang out with like interview you guys? We were thinking about sending a message or something like that to like meet them somewhere. And as we were walking up and I saw the size of the venue, I was like, dude, I've, I've been to shows at places like this before. Like, there's absolutely going to be a merch booth set up in here, and they are absolutely going to end up going to that merch booth at the end. Like, right. anytime I've seen bands at, like, places like that or Royale or Paradise, it's almost always the same. They'll like, play their set. They go up to the merch table afterwards. Like, that's how I met Lawrence. It's how I met um, Little Tybee, who's, like, another, like, sort of math rocky type band. And exactly that ended up happening. Like we turn around and see both of them. And I think when we went up and introduced ourselves, like you didn't like you were the one who went up first and you were like, Oh great set guys. And before you even introduced yourself, wasn't he just like, Wait, yeah. are you Yep, yep. <laughs> he must like I don't know if he like remembered my name or not like remembered hearing my name uh voice or something like that, or if he saw the the only thing the only couple of uh pictures we have on there of like actually us is myself with yeah, sitting Washi. on the couch, yeah, holding the. Uh... Oh, and then and then thir- thirteen p.m. and I, but I don't even know if that came out. That might have came out after we we had gone, because that came out from now. It's been a week and a half. That episode came out, so I feel like, and I didn't put post that until then, and I, so I feel like we and we saw them what like two or three weeks ago, or two weeks ago. Yeah, it was a, it was a bit ago now. I think it was two weeks ago. Right. So, so yeah, it was either that one so picture or just like literally he just like the voice. Like. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Or maybe they were expecting us. I mean, yeah. I know they were expecting us, but like, it's just so funny. Yeah. He's just like, wait, are you? And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then I think that you could tell they kind of went into a, uh, like a muscle memory thing of like, Oh, what's you guys names. But then I think I saw Seamus right afterwards, like shake his head. Like, wait a minute. Like we know what their names are. It's the start of every single episode, but, uh, no, it was so cool. And even when other fans were like coming up to say good set and everything like that, they would like obviously turn, say hello to them, take pictures or whatever and talk to them for a bit. And then right afterwards just turn back and, start like shooting the shit with us again it's literally like they even said like are you sure you guys aren't from jersey because they're that's where they're uh originally from and they're like you sure you're not from jersey because like it seems like we're getting along really well right now like this this seems like something that only happened between people who are all from jersey right or all from boston right you just get that like you get that hometown crowd type deal you know exactly like you you get that um yeah even when i go to i was just the Celtics game last friday and yeah there was a, a crappy Raptors fan in front of us and like you're just making friends with anybody that's on the Celts or like 
associates themselves with the Celtics or the same team, like just things like that. Like, yeah, you, know you always you end miss. up bonding with the people all around you, and you're right, insane. like you're all yeah. in together, like that type of thing. So it's just, yeah, you're right. It's funny that well, it just speaks to testament to you know, you know, the world in general. Like everybody's is this world. Hopefully, you know, it's becoming more accepting. I think mm-hmm. in in a lot of ways, uh, you know, you know what I mean. Especially within music, I think music's that a really cool aspect like that. It can, it has that ability to bring people together that may not otherwise, you know, I think sports do that well too, but I think yeah. music, music more so because I feel like you can relate, like relate to people on a different level with music than you can deeper with sports, level. Absolutely. And also too, I think it brings more different people together because mm-hmm. I feel like anybody, it's just people who like sports, you know what well, I'm saying? Everyone has emotions. Exactly. Like, if a song can portray a certain emotion, then you are absolutely guaranteed to have someone connect with that. But like yeah. sports, you have like high highs and low lows and it has a lot of competitive nature to it. But I feel like a lot of that is more just like through association of like, okay, what team do I like really hold like near and dear to my heart? And that's the one that I'm going to have a lot of emotional attachment. Aside from that, it's, just kind of an entertainment thing. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Do you know anybody that doesn't like music? See, it's weird. I don't know anyone who doesn't like music. I do know people who just like say they don't like ever really listen to music or find themselves listening to music, but they would never say, oh, I don't like yeah, music. Yeah, that's a different thing because I know people that flat out don't like sports. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They just don't like sports, mm-hmm. but I don't know anybody. I feel like you're kind of like borderline sociopath if you don't like music at all yeah like any I, kind it's any kind like it's so therapeutic like, even I if you understand. only end up listening to like classical or something like that like yeah I mean, something you everyone has something that they listen to like i i would understand people that don't like sports like I, all right if you don't like sports like it's not your thing it's it's not it's not something where i'm like really you don't like sports like, well, it's like me right, watching professional like gaming events like i know that that's not everybody's thing like i find it super interesting because it's games that i play and love watching but like not everybody is going to want to watch that and I don't because I don't like gaming. Exactly. So there you go. Exactly. So we have two sides of the same coin right there. Right, right. I don't agree with you, but no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's so funny. So anyway, yeah. So really cool to just meet these guys and hang out with them and it's get really to know them a bit. It's a really experience all Very. around. Like, and, you know, it, I think it's just no matter what comes of this podcast going forward, I think like moments like that, we never would have done oh, absolutely. without doing this. So I think just just That's like, the first time I've ever met an artist on that level that I like was already a fan of for however long beforehand. And like, I, I knew the song, I knew snow globe and was listening to it before we had ever even met. That, that's so I know. That's what it's I'm the yeah. wildest thing to me. It's like, here's this song I found on Spotify years and years ago. And then because one of my friends moves to Hawaii, now I'm sitting in a position where I met the band. It's the craziest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Craziest thing. Yeah. Yeah, so anyone that doesn't know that story, like any of our old vis- listeners, oh quick, yeah, quick. like yeah, so Coco, Co- Cody, and I met last actually about about this time last year. Yeah, just a little bit before because I think they no they no moved. no a little after actually a little after this. Um, it would have been I think it was in, October. I thought it was early. No, oh, you're right. It was the last week of October because it was I, the last week of it October. was because I think they moved to Hawaii. So my well Cheyenne. So I shout out Cheyenne. I. I Used to teach with her in Everett, and then you knew her boyfriend, Tommy. Because I was roommates with him in college. college. And they ended up just packing up and saying, screw it, and moved to Hawaii, like, power move, and, mm-hmm. like, totally respect and also super jealous of. Yep. But, like, and they had a going away party, and that's how Cody and I met. We bonded over like an Anderson Pack song. Literally, it came on, and then we're like, oh, I have this vinyl. I have this vinyl, too. Speaking I know of, anybody who listens to the podcast frequently is going to be like, oh, I've heard this story a million times, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think only twice or three times. 
I feel like we, we've, but we've, we've probably, that we, I feel like we've told it a couple times and just forgot, we, but whatever. It whatever. doesn't matter. It's a great story. Speaking of vinyls, I have to ask. Not to bring up bad demons. Hopefully, you figured it out. So, we, we did. Oh, you're shaking your head. No, really? So, we ended up buying vinyls at the merch table because. I'm so upset right now. I you, love you, you vinyls. telling the story, but <laughs> I just want to make it known. I am like steaming over here right now. <laughs> So we buy vinyls, obviously, because they had. Uh, well, actually, that, wait before before this. On the way in, I was like, I hope they sell vinyls. Like, I hope so bad they sell vinyls. Like, I didn't right. see any vinyls on like the website or anything like that. I didn't see any that were up for sale at any point. I was like, I want a vinyl so bad. Oh my god! It was, that, that, was that makes like my heart. That, for that it. makes I was, my heart break. Uh, itching then. for it. I hope they're listening to this. But part, yeah, so so guys, what ends hysterical. up happening is send Cody another vinyl, please. Oh, yeah, please for the love of <laughs> God. So. <laughs> Mike and I both buy a vinyl because they were like I both had like the perfect amount of cash in our wallets or and whatever. Because we're vinyl heads, I exactly. Have a collection, like, you have a collection, and we, we I do, we, these are things we do. And I especially love like rare type vinyls because yeah. like, if there's not going to be another pressing of this album in the future, I love the fact that we have a pressing of it. Like I just bought the Fantano. Um, yeah, well, you have a fucking pressing <laughs> of it. I'll get to this point <laughs> in the story. Oh, let's go. Um, yeah, Mike. Mike <laughs> just raises his eyebrows and points at himself. Like, oh no, yeah, I got to rub. That I one have in a vinyl. A you bit. don't have a vinyl. Yeah. I do. <laughs> so we buy these vinyls, and like somehow I still hang on to it the whole night, even after we leave the concert and go across the street to uh, get some food and drinks with um, with Jay. Yeah, with Jay. Thank you. And I still wish that Seamus could have come, but I know he had to talk to his girlfriend on the phone, like so he gets props and. Uh, good boyfriend, man, man the merch table and all that stuff. Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, so absolute props. Understand that. Next time you guys can do like a little flip flop or something like that, and, we'll, and we get we get Seamus. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. But so we buy these vinyls, we leave, we get in the Uber, and I knew I shouldn't have put it at my feet, but I put the vinyl at my feet. And when we got up and out, I somehow didn't like feel it or notice it or something. It was literally leaning against my leg and didn't feel it was there. Get up, left it in the Uber. And then uh, when he responded saying he could get it back to um, – because Pano was the one who called the Uber. He responded saying he could get it back to him. But it was on a day that I was down in Dallas and Pano was at Foxwoods. So oh. neither of us were around to get this thing. And as far as I know, now this is just lost to the ages. So maybe it's someday I'll uh, somehow reconnect with this this Uber driver. If you're listening, you're not. But <laughs> if you crazy your... Uber driver, that would be. If, if you are listening to this episode right now, Give please hit us up on vinyl. Instagram at Turntable Teaches. Please get this man his vinyl back. Mm. Start like a petition, like get Cody's OL vinyl back. <laughs> I want to also talk about that too. Hashtag get Cody's vinyl. <laughs> Start the. T- We're definitely gonna tag this Instagram post with that. Uh, what were you my... say sorry. No, no. I want to talk about the name because I'm cr- I'm still cracking up about that. So, oh, right. Yeah. So freaking we're meeting them. Right. And we so we've called them owl at least on three separate occasions. Every single time we've mentioned them. And they were on our mid-year review, uh, you know, albums list. They're both on our midterms, the mm-hmm. album and a single. So we, they've been on at least four episodes by now. Mm-hmm. It's talking by both of us. I blame you for this, though. I do. Oh, it's 100% my fault. I do. Play, I know not to just put more shit on you. Like, I'm oh, going to keep you on watch for the next couple yeah, of days to yeah, make sure you make on, it through this episode. I see how it is. Haven't been on haven't been on an episode in a while, and then I'm sitting here just taking all this. I deserve. It. I deserve I'm sorry. It. I'm just remembering things as we're going. It's so funny. Anyway, uh, so oh man, I don't remember exactly how it happened. Okay, so yeah, so we've been calling them Owl. It was one of those moments where I was talking to Seamus about coaching, and because I coached 
basketball and he coaches soccer. So we were like having that, you know, interaction. Yeah. And this, this, uh, this fan comes up and, you know, obviously he like kind of, and I think you were, you and Pana were talking to Jay at the time. Like we yeah. kind of split up a little bit, like, but I still at the merch table and, uh, you know, he starts talking to the girl or whatever. And she's asking like, you know, Oh, um, you know, well, something about the merchandise and he goes, yep. So it has, you know, anything that says, Oh, well is ours or I don't know. He said, he said, he said the name and I like look at him and I'm like, wait, it's like, did I just hear that? Right. And then the girl ended up walking away and I go, what did you say? What did you just say? And he starts cracking up laughing. Like he had already cracked it. Like he knew, you know yep. what I'm saying? He was like, yeah, we didn't want to break it to you guys. We felt bad. Like, yeah, like we're you're actually, like our biggest fan. But, I know. And so but, I stopped. Whatever conversation you guys were having, I stopped it immediately. I was like, all right, stop, freeze, time out. Like, we yeah. all need to have this conversation right now because, like, why the fuck did you not tell us? <laughs> Your name was OL. Like, so, like, not Owl. We were pronouncing it the whole fucking time. And yeah. they, they were cracking up, like, oh, well, we were even thinking about changing the name now because you guys were, you guys were so confident about it. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> zero hesitation. There was, Man. there was no hesitation. No. Nope. Yep. So, no, I take the blame for that one. I brought them up first and said Owl. And I, I just was took super your lead. confident in that. Yeah. And I, took I, I led us astray. I led us astray. Oh, but, yeah. That's so hilarious. Funny. They, like, didn't even, they weren't even going to plan on telling us. <laughs> gonna let us just keep making fools of ourselves over here. <laughs> But uh, now we know. Now we know we can say it correct. Oh, so funny. Or just keep saying it incorrect out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> Until they legally change it. Absolutely. Oh, too funny, too funny. But, I mean, uh, actually, before we, like, move on to anything else, we haven't even talked about the set either. Like, we haven't talked about, like, the, oh, the, I, the oh, coolest I, part of the night. Oh, of course, talk about the set. Yeah, yeah, yeah The yeah. coolest part of the night, absolutely, was getting to meet them afterwards. All like, It's kind of tough to even say the coolest part. The, the coolest part probably was meeting them, but... The show was still absolutely unbelievable. Amazing. Like, they, they had a quick little five-song set, which I definitely wish that it was way longer. Like, obviously, if we had a perfect world, they would have been the headlining act and would have been able to see them play the whole album all the way through. But so we got... Yeah, I'll, I'll hold my tongue on that one because I feel like, ah, oh, they're so much better than the other two bands. But mm-hmm. anyway, go ahead. Yeah. But so, I mean, they had a quick little five-song set. Um, they came out to No Parachutes, which was cool because, like, obviously that one has, like, a nice little slow build. Um, right afterwards was, I believe, Too Young to Fall in Love. And really, really cool track. I loved Seamus's facial expressions through that whole song. Like, as a guitar player who frequently suffers from, like, shoegaze-itis where I just, like, find myself looking down at the ground or at my pedal board or at my hand... Like, he was getting, like, really into it with all those, like, weird little notes throughout the course of that song. And from there, they went into I Saw Red, which I was not, I don't want to say disappointed to hear, but they were talking to you. Well, they hit they hit us up on the page, and they, I was like, oh, I just said, oh, see you guys tonight or whatever. I kept it, like, short and sweet. I figured they'd, you know, be busy. I don't want to be, like, you know, hitting them up like crazy. And they were like, we're thinking about possibly changing. We've been doing weather. I mean, so we've been doing, I saw red, but we want to change it to weather report for you guys. And but like, cause we like, they knew how big of a fan we both were of that song, of that song, how that, you know, that made my uh, mid year list. Mm-hmm. I think you had what he'd be immediately this weird. Yeah. So I was like, Oh no, no, you don't have to change it for us. Like I still love, I saw red. I love every oh, song on that album. Absolutely. So, and I saw red was really cool. And I love like just the kind of metaphor that uh, Jay and the lyrics that he uses with, you know, red mm-hmm. blue white to kind of portray different of emotions imagery. and yeah the imagery of it kind of going through the progressions you'd go through like some kind of breakup uh you know or, or kind of losing somebody that you loved and trusted and i think i don't know i just loved their they have good they had good synergy on 
stage, which was funny because the violinist wasn't there, mm-hmm. which I can't remember her name off the top of my head. And then they had a, a, bass, a fill-in bassist and drummer. drummer. The bassist and their drummer, they both had replacements for. The, the fill-in, I mean, both of them did a fantastic job. The fill-in bassist was going nuts. Yeah, was he was great. He was jumping on top of amps. Yeah, exactly. He, was he like, like, stood up and hopped off the amp at a certain he point. He was great. He was like really getting into it. I didn't even know they were fill-ins until he mentioned it at the very end. Yeah. And he was like thanking them for filling in for that show. It's like, oh, shit. And the dude, in the, uh, the dude that was doing the keys and the, and the horns uh, with the Pats hat the on. Hat. Yep. Savage. I don't, I don't think we got to meet him, unfortunately. Nope. But no, I think he's didn't. in the band. I can, and again, I can't remember his name off the top of my head either. Uh, but anyway, so... Yeah, man, and it was a and it was a cool little set. And they ended with uh, well, so they did, did deny after that, and then they ended with snow globes. With snow globes started which, it all. Yeah, and I just think that I loved Jay's delivery, like he and like it's just his pitch control. Because even you even notice where he would lean way back from the microphone. Oh yeah, and he was still projecting loud enough. Because like I think the the instruments were definitely loud, and I mean which happens in those types of you know situations, mm-hmm. but. And so it's hard, I think, like in a, in a small setting like that where the acoustics are a little it's bit... It's very common that the vocals are going to get drowned, drowned out. Drowned out. But he still did a really good job of making it himself like be able to be... It cut right through. Yeah, exactly. It was exactly. Like, still audible. It was still... Exactly. It was still very audible. And I really liked... Uh, like I said, their chemistry on, on... Even to the point when... I think it was during Didn't I... Uh, Seamus is going nuts and he ruined... He loses his guitar pick. Yep. And Flies it falls right the on the dude on the, pia- uh, the keyboardist's sweatshirt and he just like picks it up nonchalantly they exchange a look and they just keep going like it was yep. so and, funny and, like I, that never happens like i have to say like as a someone who drops picks all the time it, that never happens you drop a pick it's gone forever like it's going to bounce underneath something it's going to be the same color as the floor that you dropped it on these are like the rules of being a guitarist it. yeah like, you are going to lose the pick and then when you buy a new pack of picks you're going to find all of them like this is how this works like this is just known he drop he loses his pick literally lands right on the sleeve i've never seen anything like this in yeah. my whole play even they like had that quick look of like is that serious? Like, did this just happen? I told, I said that to him after. I was like, dude, that pick, like, landing there, he was like, right? <laughs> how, like, how did that happen? So, yeah, no, it was, that was crazy. And then you even said to me when it happened, you're like, did you just see that? And yep. I, it was so loud, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just jamming out. Like, yep. I was like, I did. It was mm-hmm. Pot, I don't think Pet, uh, noticed, but no. you said it right to me. You're like, did you notice that? I was like, yeah, I did. Oh, man. So, yeah, they even though it was a five-song set, I just thought they were... They, they had were the room's really whole attention during those yes, five songs. They were very efficient with it too. They didn't. It, it, there was nothing that felt out of place mm-hmm. or felt too drawn out or through theatrical. It was just really it good. Was natural. It was natural. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It was really good music for like a half an hour, twenty-five minutes to a half an hour, and the the whole crowd. You're right. The whole crowd of you know 100 and 150 people, depending on how many people there. I well, think do you remember what it looked like when we first walked in? When we first walked into the place and we got drinks or uh, drinks or whatever, it, it was, was like open floor in the middle. Everyone's kind of like the usual, just packed around the sides. Middle school dance. There was style. like 25 people there when we got there. Mm-hmm. It was a half hour before the set, so I was a little concerned at, at the at first. I was like, oh boy, they're not going to get anybody. But they ended up having like not even joking, like a hundred to over a hundred people that were there. At one yeah, point. that showed up by at that point, and every single one of them was like slowly moving. Forward forward engaged locked in exactly because you you hate going to shows when like you said everybody's kind of just like the the artist or the band that's on stage doesn't have the attention of the crowd Mm -hmm. it's very easy to see it and read the room Mm -hmm. if people are feeling a bunch of shows like that there was an opener for the deer hunter a while ago who to this day is the 
the worst live act I've ever seen in my entire life. It was unreal. She's like squeaking a rubber duck into the microphone. One of the uh, one of the artists legitimately was like whacking herself in the head with the mic while it was on. So the, I've never what? seen it. Yes, this was crazy. What band was this, dude? So there was a tour for um, between the Buried and Me and the Deer Hunter and this other band opened for them. Yeah, I, have, you know, I have no idea what their name is now. I've, uh, I've almost tried to block it from memory. Probably, it yeah. was crazy. I wish I still had a video of this, but I've never seen anything like that before. That's wild. And I hope I never do again. I hope to God Jeez. that I never have a show that was on this level. That's rough. So like a show like that, you could tell right away. Everyone like, starts talking to each other and like the noise of the room is almost as loud as the band themselves but this was not the case at OL like, no no yeah. OL they were really just captivating I think is the best word for it and mm-hmm. they just had like I said really good energy really good synergy yeah. well, and the showmanship all across the board like the like I mentioned the guitarist making all the faces getting into it and everything like that the bassist hopping off the amp and then like during all those big vocal segments taking a step back and like kind of turning your head to the side that's like a very Chris Cornell thing to do that's what he always did on this high notes he'd like turn his head to the side away from the mic and, and I don't know it all just adds Adds to the overall experience of that song. I think what what's great about Jay is you can really, as a singer, you can really feel his emotion and personality within the way he sings, mm. and it's very, very, it, it's it's very moving and it's very like it attracts you. Like you can kind of be drawn towards it. It feels humble. It feels. You know, there's a sense of humility there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I feel that way. I think I don't know. I feel like I've always felt that way. I think even meeting him now and just sitting down with him and talking to him. It kind even of, more so, yeah. yeah, even more so, right? It only because well, at only the end of the day, you end up that, finding yeah. out like this is someone who like does music as a passion, has a job, and all this other stuff going on, yeah. And it's literally yeah. like the same as us doing this podcast, but then they found like a much like wider audience and yeah. like success and stuff through the music. It's very very cool. Yeah, his voice has a lot of character, and he hits a lot of great falsettos. <laughs> and I really yeah. feel like, like I said, I mean, he's not, you know. I don't know who you want to call like the best singer. He's no Dermot Kennedy or... I would say he's better than Dermot Kennedy. You think he's better than I would Dermot Kennedy? Say, I would say he's better than Dermot Kennedy. Dermot Kennedy has a fantastic voice, but I feel like he just well, kind of fits into the... Uh, it's different. Like the Irish kind of like busker style style vocals. But seeing him live was really cool too. But So I was, I was going to say something like, oh, like like it's no Freddie Mercury because that's like obviously like a pinnacle of like vocals and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, a sure, lot sure, of the sure. stuff that he does is actually like fairly technically difficult. I mean, he has a very high range, especially on some of those, like see you on the other sides and like, they kind of start stacking harmonies on top of that. And you had just mentioned too, like there's a lot of falsettos too, that get like really, really high up there. So, Mm Some of those at live shows, you almost expect the like singers and like I've done this before too, where it's like, oh, I'm like singing and I'm pulling my head away from the mic, and it just happens to not catch the catch the note. But in reality, that's me intentionally doing that so I don't have to like whiff the note. But none of that was there. Like he was like going for all the high notes and nailing them like head on. This might sound like a weird dichotomy, but he has, I think, this one of the strongest soft voices I've ever heard. Does that make sense? It's very you? clear. It's, 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 it's not breathy. That, right. It's, it, you don't get all of that like extra yeah. like, sounds coming through it. I don't know why I feel like I get really soft. There's a lot of control. Yeah, soft tones from him, Yet mm-hmm. it's, but it's still like, you can say obviously like, I agree, like the, the, the control and just how soft strong, control. yeah, yeah, all pitch control, His how strong his voice is despite how soft it sounds mm-hmm. and comes off. So, yeah, man, I just think that Paired with his ability to just 
really fucking sing mm-hmm. and sing well and sing in in versatility i think as well you know what i mean and then for them just to have the chemistry that they have they i i, I walked away from that just disappointed in the sense of how short it was like yeah. i wanted so much more mm-hmm. and i really hope that they, they come, back come back around and headline something sooner that they pop off or something because they just are so talented and i think they're one of the most like undiscovered and undisclosed talents in music that i've heard in, in quite a while yeah that just does not get nearly enough of the recognition that they deserve for many different reasons. Well, I'm like these are songs that I could easily hear on the radio. Like I, can, I don't know like, how they're not. I really yeah. don't. It's it's it blows my mind. Maybe they are in New Jersey. Who knows? But I, would, I guess I don't listen to the radio, so I wouldn't actually have any any idea what's playing on the radio. I wouldn't know. But they do get sixty thousand listeners like per listeners, month right? per month on Spotify. So yes, they, they do have not. A, they have a following. They have, they have a following. Who still listen to them? And they are not. They are. Yeah, they are not small by any stretch. You know. I don't know. I think good music like this just needs to be more pushed forward rather than kind of hiding in this dark. Well, and hopefully shows like this end up helping that because I'm sure a lot of those people who were at that show were there for the headliner. I mean, yeah. this kind of comes with the territory. So yeah. hopefully all these people are now new OL fans and yeah. then eventually they'll see the, hey, who's this podcast talking about this? And then they'll be turntable teachers fans too. And we'll all be happy. <laughs> no, we'll all live happily ever after. Uh-huh. Yeah, so if you guys, if you get a chance to see them uh, when they come around next tour, I'm sure we'll like we'll repost whenever they come out with their next tour at some point. They did, did just drop a new single recently, mm-hmm. Lighthouse, which was, was was pretty solid. I liked that. Uh, definitely more somber and uh, more like stripped back, acoustic sounding. Um, less energy, I think, than a lot of their songs on Paris had, especially with some of those buildups. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they... And I'll, I'll leave it with this. I just think the the unique way that they craft songs in terms of using, you know, bringing in, you know, a lot of horns and a lot of brass and a lot of like a strings and violin. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about Jay, Jay coming in and freaking using the... Oh, uh, the, vi- yeah, the bow. The on, violin uh, on the bow guitar, on his yeah. guitar. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know how hard that is to do, but I haven't seen really anybody do it live. If, honestly, so, I feel like it's almost like paying homage to, like older bands because i saw when i was like first learning how to play guitar i started learning because i saw my older brother kurt playing and so i would always mimic the stuff that he was doing and i just remember coming home one day and seeing him like jamming out in his room with the with i played viola at the time too with my viola bow like playing his guitar and just making the craziest sound and i can't remember what band he said he saw do that but i think it was like a very 90s like grunge type rock like era that was doing stuff like this it pr- makes a really really crazy like ambient sound when you do it because i mean with a bow you can control the dynamics of the volume so much better like okay nice and soft nice and slow louder i'm just going to move the bow faster so you can kind of really control all of those like fluctuations and make something sound really wavy but yeah it's, it's such a cool effect when you use that. super cool loved it so yeah and that was that was a really really great show and like i said whenever they're coming back around people should go check them out because mm-hmm. they are are must see in my opinion in and terms of i mean since shows. most of our listeners are from the boston area you'll probably be going to the boston show so if you see us there come say hey like i yeah. i'm definitely down to start meeting people who uh who listen to the podcast i don't know if that would ever happen at a show like this but hey i mean not going to count that out so if you go to the ol show definitely count on us being there as well oh we will be there no questions so 
and I shout out to them for just being chill dudes, very talented guy, uh, you know, very talented band, and can't wait to see what they do next in terms mm-hmm. of of music. So, and we'll see where their albums and songs rank on our year end list because I think that they'll definitely be there on yeah. both. If last year is any indication, then absolutely, yeah. And now we're on to a brand new segment mm-hmm. that I can't wait to try. Yeah, Mike, Mike cool. dropping some fantastic ideas when I when I showed up earlier today. We, thank you. Thank we you. wanted to uh, still give recommendations because something that both of us love doing and I think is something that people like hearing and always like having new music. So this is a new segment we're calling Pop Quiz. We're still going to give five songs each, okay? Uh, five recommendations from Cody, five recommendations from myself. However, before we recorded this episode, we each chose three songs that neither of the other person has listened to mm-hmm. and we played them for the other person so for example like i played a song that i'm really feeling right now or or maybe i'm not who knows yeah five so, just five songs we want to talk about and address and i played a uh a song that i've heard that he hasn't heard and it was just one shot yep, one listen one listen write down some things about how you feel about it and we haven't talked about these yep so we, we haven't talked about any of these yet so i don't even know if these are songs that mike likes or doesn't like and the same thing like vice versa he has no idea why i was suggesting these songs are in in any way so it's going to be really interesting to see if our opinions end up lining up on these exactly like what our gut or like initial instincts were yeah when we're listening to them yeah so but exactly so basically how we're going to do this is we're going to go one by one so we're going to talk about the uh introduce the song we're going to introduce who uh recommended it or who suggested it and then we'll start with the person um that listen to it for the first time, give their response of how they felt, and then we'll kind of go back and forth. Mm. And we have three tracks each for that, and at the very end, we'll just give two additional bonus to yeah, round like up the five. Off. Yep. Rattle off two, yeah, that we're feeling that we want other people to check out. All of these will, of course, be in a playlist for this episode uh, on Spotify and Apple once it releases. And yeah, so without further ado, you, uh, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. So we're going to start with one that I recommended by Michael Kiwanuka. And the song is called Hero. So, Cody, what did you think of this one? So, right when the song started, it basically took me right back to almost, like, 70s style, like, hippie rock. Where, especially just how, like, muddy the whole production seems. Where it almost seems like they didn't have, like, the highest technology yet or anything. It was all very, very 70s rock. Um, it actually almost reminded me a little bit of like Tash Sultana's style too, which is much yeah, more recent. Like at bit. least the chord progression, like that he was choosing, I might just be the chord selection as well, because I know that she likes to use a lot of like sustained chords with sus fours and sus sixes. But anyways, um, and I don't know, I just miss that era of rock so much. Like the vocalist just seems super laid back through the whole thing. And I don't know, it, it just really, really was taking me back to like a special, special time in like rock history for me to the point where when I looked at when it was released, I almost expected this to be an artist from like back then. No, this is some song released in 2019. Was- yeah, this came out like a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, so I first heard Michael Kiwanuka on uh, so the show Big Little Lies on HBO mm-hmm. and uh their opening to that show features a song of his back from 2016 called Cold Little Heart, okay. which is really cool, too, for people to check out. Um, so when I saw this, this guy was dropping new music in 2019, I was like pretty interested in seeing what was going on with what he was dropping. And this was one of the first singles he dropped from his new project that's coming out pretty soon. And that was one of the first things that I drew to me, too, 
and from him, he has very smooth, soft vocal delivery on a lot of his songs. Mm-hmm. And there are moments where he gets a little bit more animated and a little bit more power and delivery there. So I, the first thing that I agree, it, you know what it kind of reminded me of a bit at first? Uh, the acoustic guitar chords that were being played kind of sounded a little bit 90s alternative um, acoustic like like a good riddance green day or like a some kind of a Google Dolls type deal. Like that's where it where first brought like, me. Kind of like upbeat. Yeah, like a little bit. Kind of progression. But the but the, int- the in- inclusion of the sax is what really I think separates this track from making it sound a little bit more jazzy, a little more bluesy, a little bit more seventies <laughs> inst- influence, like you're saying. And the electric guitar breakdown solo at the end is really really cool. Well, especially that was the part to me. Really that was like cool. Really old school because they, yeah. they, like, they hit the solo and the dude just cranks on the fuzz and the wah, and that's like the classic sound of the the seventies. It literally sounded like it was an amp that was being overdriven. Like not like he had an overdrive pedal. It literally sounded like he was getting the sound the same way they did back in the day of cranking an amp past its threshold and having that overdrive come through like super clear, but. Either way, like that that effect on that was awesome. I loved the way that guitar sounded. Yeah, I think just uh, sonically it does sound really great. This is that's one of the I think one of the draws to this. And Kiwanuka, he really brings a lot of really heavy uh, like lyrics, like that are really have to kind of decode them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like his sentiment of like, "Am I a hero?" I think it's kind of playing on the sense of like since he's kind of growing as an artist. And since kind of artists and, and musicians and actors and people just in pop culture in general seen as They get heroic. put up on a pedestal and a lot of people yeah. idolize them, look up to them. Exactly. That's the sense I got from this type of song. So mm-hmm. really cool statement from him. Really just uh, a song I keep coming back to. And that's why I played it. Um, and it's, and it's I not was a big fan. A big fan. I love it a lot. And it could be a list contender for me because I think mm-hmm. it, uh, it, it could sneak its way there. There's been so much good music that's this Lee's list at the end by the way of the year that we're going to do are going to be impossible it's going to be impossible it's going to be so so hard hard. it leaves so much good music off but uh yeah so anyway i thought that was a really cool track i I was i was was so interested to see what you thought about it so i'm glad you liked it yeah no it was was awesome and i mean when we were listening to these we were trying to like not tell each other if we liked it or not but you could like you could pretty clearly see like we'd put the song on then like the head would start nodding or something like that. But yeah, so that was a big fan of this song. Yeah. One of these, I'm unsure actually how you felt, to be honest. I couldn't tell from your, uh, from body language, but we'll see. Interesting. Anyway. So the very next one that we put on was a song that, uh, Pano actually just like showed me sort of, we were, we discovered it like while we were hanging out the other day and the name of it is pink fleece by Dave B. So this is a rapper that I had never heard of before. I can't remember if he's from Oregon or Washington, but it's somewhere up in the Northwest. Um, and we found him because we were listening to some, uh, like a couple other guys and just going through related artists. Uh, one of Pano's friends, also named Dave, coincidentally, showed us uh, like, a, like a new rapper. And I can't even remember whose name, what his name is right now. It's slipping my mind. But through the related artists, we found Dave B., and it's just super, super chill, vibey type rap. I The whole thing <clears throat> has like some great wobbly bass in it. And I don't know, it's just like such a vibey track. So I'm very interested to hear what your thoughts were about this. Well, I, I agree. I like the wobbly bass. I like the wavy synth right away. I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. 
I liked his animated and very colorful delivery. Yeah. I felt like it sounded like a mix of like a Chance and Johnny Venus. Yep. Yep. Like somewhere Absolutely. in that pocket. It, it reminded me of something of that. Like somewhere in, bet- in between See, them. If you actually make a Spotify playlist based off of Dave B, most of the songs are like Chance, Earth Gang, no Saba, way. Smino. Like right away, it's it's like all of the like Chicago rappers and Earth Gang that like show up. So... And that, that was what me and Pano thought too. We're like, wow, this sounds. This is one other song that I, I can't remember exactly what one it was. That's dead like an Earth Gang song. It's it's crazy how similar it is. It's interesting to hear that you say he's from the Northwest because mm-hmm. I would have considered. I thought I thought he'd either been from the South. Like I thought Atlanta-ish. he was going to be a pivot gang. Like I thought he was like, oh, this is the well, Chicago. Pivot gang Those are the only two places I was like, okay, he sounds like he could be from one of these places. So it was really interesting. I liked this track. I liked the cool electric guitar kick, mm-hmm. the gospel backing vocals, yes. like even reverb was a cool touch. I was trying to figure out what he was talking about with the pink fleeces. Talking about a woman, obviously, but I think it was like it was like something about outfit, how I think like her pink fleece and the white like white Nikes, Nikes or something like that. Yeah, something about how that um, how often the girl like he the only thing he remembers most about this girl is the fact that she wore this pink fleece and these white Nikes and that like they somehow like she, he's attracted to that or he's like gravitating towards her because of what she's wearing or how she's wearing it. I, I want to go back a little bit and, and, and dig a little bit more lyrically with this, with this song. Uh, actually all the songs you, you showed advanced with there. I want to go a little bit further except for one of them. Um, this one I want to look into a little bit more. Yeah. But um, in terms of like kind of the, the meaning behind and what's, some what of he's trying lyrics. to get across to us, but yeah, I mean, the um, soundscape of this one is awesome. I, I love the vibes of this song. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Spoiler alert. I think it's just probably my favorite of the three that you played. Yeah. It's, the, it's my favorite of the three as well. My favorite for sure. Uh, moving on from that. Cannot believe you hadn't heard this yet. Yeah. <clears throat> I was sleeping on you this. You get a tardy a for this. Yeah. I, I get a tardy. Right, now we're we, one, go. we haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Calling wow, you out. There we go. This is three times. We, I got the, uh, I got a hat trick in this, in this episode. That's I got, true. I got you That's three true. times. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Ocean, DHL. I can't believe you hadn't heard it. Yeah. I, I've been really like slacking on new music releases, I guess, lately. I, I had no idea this even came out. <clears throat> no clue at all. Too, uh, too into, your, uh, into, into your lesson planning, I think, right? Yeah, lesson planning and, and actually playing like the shows and practicing stuff with, uh, with my buddy's band. That which, is true. I mean, very brief. So, yeah. So, I mean, we just had that show recently at the VFW in like, Peabody, which is the funniest thing ever to play a vfw like that's been a lifelong dream of mine you know playing like a vfw knights of columbus or <laughs> uh or elks type place but it was actually a great time well why don't you announce now might as well while you're on that why don't you announce where you're playing in a couple weeks oh yeah so i mean anybody who's listening uh come to mcgann or mcgann's in boston november 15th um, I believe that we go on, let me get the exact time up right here. I believe it's at seven or eight, but I know it's going to be later on in the night. There are a lot of bands playing throughout the course of the night and it's going to be a really fun time. We'll have like a good set. It's all going to be original songs with maybe a cover or two thrown in there. I'm not going to give too many details away. And what, what do you guys, what are you guys named again? What's your band name? Bella Flash. Bella Flash, Bella Flash is the name of the band. Cool. So McGann's in Boston on November 15th. Definitely come by, hang out. Say that you're there to see the turntable teacher, and I'll know. I'll, I'll know. I'll, I'll know. <laughs> well, I'll be there, like, but I'll be in, you know, the audience. Yes, watching, being enjoying. being super fan, cheering us on. Yes, exactly. But Telling either way, to play Freebird. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Frank Ocean DHL. 
So I'm curious about how, I, so this is the song where I wasn't sure how you were taking it in. So I want to hear from you first how you feel about this and then I'll talk I'm about mine. I'm strangely mixed because I liked the song. I felt like I wasn't hearing a lot of like depth, at least in the first half of it and what he was saying or doing. It literally just felt like this song was a vibe. Like that's that's what it seemed like the intention was. Like this isn't like a thinking man's like sit down, put on your over the ear headphones and and really dive into the lyricism of a song. This is the like you put it on your speakers pretty loud, close your eyes and zone out to it type song. Yeah, I completely that's the impression that I got. But I did like a lot of things about it. There was that crazy effect on the vocals that when they first came in and that was like a repeated like thing that I kept hearing throughout the uh, throughout the song. And there was those, those spacey chords that had like a really heavy phaser effect on them that was in the background. It's like floating in and out. And I don't know, the the chopped up uh, flow that Frank was using in the beginning, or not necessarily flow, but he was leaving a lot of space in between his lines. And that was actually something that I really, really liked because my favorite part of this was the production and just like the feel of this whole song. So the fact that he was kind of letting the beat take the forefront and he was just like giving little segments of vocal lines, I, I think that kind of helped it. I could just tell that what he was saying in those vocal lines, so it was just kind of kind of shallow. I wasn't getting a lot out of that. It, yeah, I, I agree. I will say this, though. I feel like Frank Ocean might be the only one that to be able to make DHL sound cool, even though the, I don't really understand the lyric. It's like, I just got a peck yeah, from DHL. Like, I don't understand what... Yeah, because it just doesn't. I'm trying to find some deeper meaning to it, and doesn't and seem not, like I'm there not is anything there. Yeah. What I get from this too, I think it's more of an experiment for him because he's never really done anything like this per se. He does. He has had very like you know heavy synth atmospheric sounds like this before, but nothing like this. With there's a ton of vocal reverb reverb on it. The patterns are very sporadic, even though they are strangely melodic in places. So it's. It, it, you're right. It's a vibe, I think, more than anything. And, and I appreciate him trying to step out of his comfort zone and maybe try something different. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit more kind of like that um, cloud druggy rap rather than Frank Ocean singing. So if you're looking for Frank Ocean's just bellowing vocals and, you know, gorgeous falsetto, you're not getting a lot of that on not here. It's a lot one. of monotone. It's very, a lot of low voice. Yeah. Um, definitely some vocoder and some pitch con- pitch things. I mean, he's done mm-hmm. that before. Check out a song like Nikes, for example, on Blonde, right? Where he does things like that. He's so he's not. This one's definitely dialed up. This is this is like he, if he had gone far left with like his sound or whatever. Like if you wanted to say like okay, Nikes was maybe like as far as he's gone with this. I think he took it even like a step further mm-hmm. in that direction of just like the like I said the cloudy atmospheric rap. One thing I find strange on this, I think this sounds like it might have been made a while ago based off some of the lyrics. He has a lyric on the second half where he says, like, this sounds like it's coming soon or something like that, even though I don't think it is. So maybe he's trying to claim that his sound is the sound is timeless or what he's doing is timeless. I don't know. I I, I don't think that he just made this. This seems like this something was something been he's in, been yeah, yeah something he's while. been sitting on. Uh, that's at least the the where I got this from the second half. The second half was kind of interesting because it almost seemed like a lot of stuff like came out of the beat and then it slowly started to pick up, and then it was I was like really really getting into it, and then the song just ended. Yeah, it was very much more minimalistic, and 
And that slowed down baseline almost felt like a heartbeat. It was, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. It has an abrupt ending. It's interesting though that he ends chooses to end that way. Like he really starts I wonder to if actually it's gonna start be an album that'll be like a transition moment Maybe. or something. Yeah, he really starts to kind of pick up his flow a bit at the end, and then yeah. it just cuts off, mm-hmm. kind of like on that Revenge of the Dreamers with Jid. Yeah, which is a whole yeah that was that was frustrating. Mm-hmm. Overall, the structure is strange and it's odd. It's not your average like verse hook mm-hmm. verse hook. The bridge, whole song whatever. felt like it's like a super late night. You've been out all night. It's like four a.m. You still got energy because you just had like a long day and did like a lot of fun stuff. But you're moving slow because it's four o'clock in the morning. Like that's what this whole song kind of encapsulated to me. Yeah. Of, like an energy that is now like. Just kind of simmering. Yeah. It just feels like a couple of thoughts strung together that aren't in any really particular structure or order. And that's that. It's funny. I can't really recall anything like super that stands out to me with this song, but I've I keep going back to it, so it's interesting. Like I don't know why I. I mean, keep that just kind of it. almost supports both of our point of it's like the feel and the vibe. Because like nothing, I like the vibe of it. Nothing in particular is drawing you back, but the whole song and how it like kind of, yeah. I don't know, feels and the space it occupies. That's what draws you back. Yeah, it's obviously it's not blonde. If this was on blonde, it probably would have been one of the more like middle of the road mm-hmm. type songs. I mean, I I personally don't think it's bad. I particularly like it. Is it a lister? Probably not. I don't see that happening. But definitely an enjoyable track for me and one that I've been going back to. So it's got, it definitely has some replay, replayability for Absolutely. me. So anyway, so that's how I felt about that. And so it's interesting to see how you – I was shocked that you hadn't heard it. So. I was uh, I was nervous going in because I had heard that Fantano was not a huge fan of the track. So I was like, hmm, I wonder like what it is. And I mean now listening to the song, I can probably kind of tell because he was hoping that Frank was going to be going in a songwriting direction to make himself like – grow as a like a writer and this was definitely not a song that's like about writing it's about feel but anyways the I'm, I'm definitely a fan of it i'm glad that i did not agree with the fantano review this time around yeah. which, I, I don't i don't always agree with fantano yep, that's almost and, part and, of the reason why i like listening to it because yeah he'll flesh out his idea well enough that even if i don't agree with it i'm like well i can see where where he's like, going that's with it. coming from 100 percent, you got it so, with, oh, you had the next one, Yeah, right? so the next song was a band that we've dealt with a bunch of times on the show, 99 Neighbors, and one of their newer songs, Thunder. Um, we had heard two of their songs, uh, what, Ripstick and... Fuck no. Yep, and we had uh, Brass Tracks on it. Well, and, yeah, But, but exactly. you hadn't heard this one yet. I have not heard this one. This one's called Thunder. So, I'll just say this. I don't like this right off the bat. I don't like it better than Fuck No, and I don't like it better than... I uh, was the other one. I'm sorry. Ripstick. Ripstick. I don't like it better than either of those tracks off the first listen. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have to give it a few more tries. I think the problem with it though is the lack of dynamic instrumentation. I think is really what's bogging this down for me and making it. It the song felt wicked long. I'm just well, gonna put it, it that it also way. Felt it felt very sonically. like it's copy paste. It, it felt yeah. like it, there weren't like transitions between things. It was just like verse like hook verse hook like super harsh transitions between them it's not super memorable to me i i like it's basically just like a kind of a simple drum beat with a with a clap track on it the smooth it's got a pretty smooth delivery from the lead off vocalist which i like and there's some like nice strings in the chorus that add like a much needed layer to this instrumentation mm-hmm. that's barely there anyway i love the first rapper's I don't know. So this is a group from Vermont. They're a collective, a rap collective. They're of like, there's like what, 10 of them? Oh, there's a ton. 13 of them. of them, however. 
I don't have them down like Brockhampton, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I don't know them. Like when we hear group, a group cut with them, we're not going to be able to pull them out by name. I, I yeah, I just don't know them like that. So I'm just going to say the whatever whoever does the first um, first verse. I like his delivery a lot. I, I, he's more talking about like worrying about other people and like how that didn't matter and like how other people's opinions didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I, I I like this verse. I want to unpack it a little bit more. This is definitely the track where lyrically I want to unpack it a bit yes. more because I felt like there were some nice quotable lines. I heard that, a lot of like little bits throughout the course of the song. Yeah, yeah. I think the first verse from the from the first guy that goes or the well the first rapper I should say because the first guy that goes like sings the first rapper I think he was maybe my favorite either his or the third guy yes the third one sounded almost like Kevin Abstract his delivery I felt like when he raps and not to compare them I just just kind of saw that you know that parallel a bit I love that one seemed like the most introspective verse of the whole thing too that one and the first one for sure were the most introspective and I felt like, oh, I loved the line that he says. He goes, ah, won't let me play. Excuse me. Won't let him play me unless it's on a playlist. So I liked that <laughs> yeah. a lot. Like, I, I, that, was a, that was a cool line. The second and fourth rappers that go, their verses, I like the fourth rapper. I like his dark cadences and kind of flow patterns. I thought that was, like, really dope. And, I feel like he was rapping a lot with like almost like vocal fry like wait mm-hmm. in this, like this register where you can hear like a lot of that like graveliness coming in. Yeah, and I like the vibey delivery of the second rapper, but I they weren't as memorable as one and three for me. Yeah, so I'll have to go back and kind of figure out like the names and kind of look back and unpack some of the lyricism because I yeah. definitely want to do that Let's with this track. Yeah, because like I said, the first verse and the third verse, as far as the rappers go, I really liked those. So we'll see how this kind of sits with me, but as like of now, yeah, I, it's okay. It's just okay. Yeah. I, out of the six songs here, I think it's like, it ranks probably fifth for me behind mm-hmm. one. And not that we're like ranking them. I didn't know. We're not really doing that, but just kind of as I'm. Oh like, yeah. I, I know. I know what one is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So this is not, not a very like memorable track. It's just okay. Yeah. So. But still, it makes me kind of excited for the album because if this is going to be like what the like filler cuts sound like or whatever, then this is going to be a pretty strong album. Overall. Yeah. And then we'll get a couple highs out of it, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, they're repping new England. So that, that I love that mm-hmm. Vermont, especially and I've never heard of like an artist coming from Vermont that I can recall. So it's pretty yeah. cool that, um, they're doing things and you know, they were on your lists, both mm-hmm. your lists for mid year. And I'm sure they'll probably be there at the end. Yep. Fuck no, could be a lister for me, possibly. So I'm curious to see what they do with their next album. I liked their first album not enough to really kind of like the replayability's not there for me. Something's missing, but I liked Ripstick a lot and I yeah. liked Fuck No a lot. So I'm going to give them a pass on this one. Mm. So anyway, next track. So second to last one we got. So my last track. Uh, we got a Nigerian and Canadian rapper and singer, songwriter Toby, with uh, a track off of his brand new album, which is titled Still. Mm-hmm. And uh, the song is called City Blues. So how'd you feel about this one? Dude, this was crazy. I literally, if you didn't tell me who this was by, I would probably think this was like an older Anderson Pack song. It like, reminded me a little bit either, like it had Anderson Pack, Buddy, mm-hmm. Jid. 
like Dude. somewhere in that mix. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like it, he felt somewhere in that pocket. It felt very familiar. This is it's like, even though it's the first time I've listened to him, it feels like I've been listening to this guy for years at this point. Like I was a really, really big fan of this song. So those, first of all, the, the whistle note that is like the female vocal, like we like whistle note. That's like how going insane on is that? That is really wild. I like, I want to know if that was a live performance that he got, or if that's like a sample that he used. I mean, usually I'm the one who looks up the samples. So I'm probably going to look this up when I end up leaving tonight because that was very, very impressive. And I don't know, just the whole time he's like super laid back, which is where I was getting those Anderson Pack vibes or it's just like him having fun. It's like all coming super naturally to him and charismatic and everything like that. Well, that like singing, rapping, like soulful, like vibe is always just something I'm going to really be drawn to. Like, yeah. I love that. Yeah, dude, I agree. I think this song is just absolutely beautifully produced. Mm-hmm. Like from the whether it be the piano mixed with some of the horns that get in yeah, here, the, exactly the horns flutter in and out. In the is... sense, it just it, it has a very blues feel to it. And I, again, like and then the addition of the high pitched vocal or whistle sample, whatever he's using there, I mean, dude, just it it adds some flavor to it that it wouldn't have without it. Mm-hmm. And I'm such a big vocal sample guy anyway, yep. so just the fact that he put this in. So great. I think he's just such a passionate rapper. You can tell he has command over the microphone. And I love his real, just true lyrics. And I'm not going to just get into I'm not going to unpack the whole, you know, the whole song for people right now. Just kind of let them kind of listen to it and enjoy it and then unpack it yourself. Just get basically kind of just real true lyrics, but he's talking about like where he grew up and just his mindset. It's just, I think he is potentially a star in the making. He just had a colors show recently really? as well he I'll was just on colors it was his song beige it was so uh that's um a single so it didn't come on his new album still listen to the whole album still just real quick a couple of songs in the middle that didn't grab me but overall a very solid project mm-hmm. so if people like the city blues song i think people should give this album a chance because he gonna. he can really sing and he can really rap and he has charisma. He has a good ear for beats and not even beats, but just very good instrumentation. He knows how to blend them and mix them properly. It doesn't sound too clean, but it sounds clean at the same time. You feel me? Like it's, it just yeah. sounds well constructed, but it's got a very just authentic feel to it. Really big fan of this guy. This song was awesome. Like, this song I, is, I was a huge fan of this yeah, one as well. Yeah, this song is is stellar. Like this might be my favorite of the crop here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually probably would say it's either this one or Hero for me. Um, and then Pink Pink Fleece. Those, yeah. those are my probably top three for me. I would agree. But so the last song. I mostly suggested because it has a feature from our man Jid on it. So it's the song called Ego Check by, I believe you pronounce it, Win W-Y-N-N-E. Um, this came out a while ago, um, maybe like a month or so ago. I think it might have just come out again on like an album or an EP or something like that. Cause somehow I have it saved twice in my phone. Um, but what did you think about this one? <sighs> Can I just get right to Jid first? Yeah, I, I and would then rather I'll talk get... about Jid. What a throwaway verse. This was... Maybe I have to listen to it again. He had no cool flow patterns. He had... His lyricism was boring as all hell. There's nothing here that was drawing me in. I thought Wynn absolutely, completely outshined him, not only in energy and in lyricism, but in just straight-up versatility and charisma. And I've never heard her before. And if this was the only song I'd heard either artist on, I would be more apt and gravitated to go listen to her than him. This was very disappointing from Jid. Maybe the worst Jid verse I've ever heard. 
Interesting. So I know I didn't think it was necessarily a bad verse. I felt like it didn't just fit the song. Like it felt like it was a phoned in one. Like it, it felt so like it felt like she like purchased a feature or something like that. So then, basic. Like one and then verse. He just, like sent a pre-recorded verse at that BPM to it. Or just some. Ver- or Jid's just getting like he just put out so much music in the last year that he's just like all right, the here, bottom of the barrel. Here, this take point. this. Yeah, take this random verse that I don't that I'm not going to use ever. Yeah. Like I, that's how I felt with this. And it's not a knock on Jid, right? I still love Jid. Jid's one of my favorites rappers in the game right now, straight up. And he's one of the most talented. I don't think there's any, anybody that wants to debate that with me, we can, I can't sit there and claim that he's not top five in terms of right now, like, like right Who now in it? talent out of the new guys and things like that. Like, and I'm not talking J Cole and Kendrick. I'm talking like after like, obviously those guys, I'm talking like new upcoming rappers. Name me four rappers better than him right now. Yeah, up and coming. No, way. or that are like just arrived type deal. I, do you have? I don't have like five. YBN, it, but I wouldn't even say he's better. Like he's it's better a different style, and I think Jid has more has more talent. So just he's uh, yeah, just talent wise, he fits the bill. This did not fit it for me, man. I I loved his Tommy Loren line. I will yeah. say that him kind of messing with her because I the just Tommy can't stand. Yeah, I kind of because I yeah. can't stand her. We won't go down that road. But either way. Um, Pretty weak lyrically from Jid. I I am not a huge fan of this song in general. I I kind of like almost put this up just because again it was a Jid feature. Like I didn't even like Wins verses either. Like I I actually thought that she was kind of annoying in a lot of points. Like doing when she does like the right now like repetition over and over and over again, and then does the basically 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 like all right, you just missed a huge opportunity right there of like starting a new flow pattern, and instead just said the word basically like four times in a row. So, I mean, I think her second verse is a little bit better than her first and the hook especially like is kind of catchy after Hook's you cool. hear it a couple times. Especially those cool DJ table scratches that contrast really well with kind of mm-hmm. the watery keys on the core, on the hook. I really liked that. But that, then at the that, same that, time, I mean, sometimes they brought those scratches in when the beat already had a lot going on and I felt like it ended up like being like sensory overload of just like, all right, there's too much going on in the mix and like things started kind of getting lost because of that. So I don't know. I, I feel like this all around was almost like a a, a mess. This like, was this it, was this was the worst song. This was of the, the worst six. song of the six. Yeah, I completely like, concur. This that this was. It's not yeah. good. It was kind of all over the place. I won't go back to it. I'm I'll not going to. Yeah, I, I'm probably not going to keep listening. I only even saved it in the first place because it had Jid on it, and then now it's just not worth it. But I, I definitely think that this was the weakest track out of all of these this week. Definitely the weakest, no question. Uh, yeah. So, but speaking of better. Songs than that. Mm-hmm. I got two more just just to throw out there for people. Uh, Gangstar is back, which mm-hmm. I am so happy about. It's just obviously Guru's dead, R.I.P. Guru. But these sound like just obviously you know old verses or kind of old bits and pieces of verses, snippets, so, or snippets and somehow some way they're coming out with the new Gangstar album and uh, dropping pretty soon. And uh, they already dropped a previous track with J Cole, which I loved. Um, this track is, that I want to put on uh, the recommendations for this week is called Bad Name. Mm. I think it just is more of a classic old school gangstar sound versus the family and loyalty. It, it, I mean, it had those sounds like the DJ Premier scratches and kind of like the watery keys on that track. But um, this song has much more of that old school feel. Um, the mix is a bit muddy, but I only think that's the case because of Guru's vocals. They're probably just very old. Yeah, And a lot of their songs always sounded like that anyway, like more rough dirty not as clean and i think that was kind yeah. of obviously the appeal of part Guru of the, the anyway. vibe they were going for yeah, yeah. so th- but either way this song is awesome like so great and i can't wait for the album i'm really excited 
and yeah. And then the second one I have is uh, Tiana Major 9 and Earth Gang yep. with Collide. Oh, such a jam. My God, this song is beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. I Actually, can- shout out Alyssa because she was the one who showed me this song for the first time. Um, and then I think I tried to show it to Pano and he was like, I already heard it. Yeah, and then Pano sent it to both of us, like me as well. He was like, yo, have you heard this? Check this out. I was like, heard it already. Like, so mm-hmm. good. This is off of the Queen and Slim soundtrack, the new movie with... Um, Daniel Kadea, where the heck is, however you pronounce his name, the guy from Get Out mm-hmm. and whatever. I, but either way, um, this song, I, I can't believe how great Johnny Venus can sing on this. It's so, he is, he's starting to kind of be for me one of the more versatile artists in the hip hop game. Yep. And just in terms of the way that he can rap, just kind of just like with his regular tones, how he can switch up some of those like, animated vocal psycho tones that he has in like a song like up or like Wells Fargo, like stuff like that. And then the fact that he can sing like this is so insane. It's so, it's so impressive. So this song, man, like total list potential, probably in there at some point. I say that a lot. So hopefully I'm sure there's a lot of songs I say that about that won't make it. I've played this song so many times. It's it's so gorgeous. So anybody that's just awesome. looking for just a really smooth R and B, just his and her, it's a jam that you'll just be coming back mm-hmm. to over and over again. This is this is this is it. Yep. So big fan. It's gonna fit the movie well too. I can already tell. Yes. So no doubt that it was a lead single. It just made sense to yeah. me. So those are my those are my other two recommendations from what already what I have. So. Yeah. And I mean, I absolutely love that song too. Like I, I don't know. Again, it's awesome to see artists kind of flex like the other muscles than just like rapping and doing mm-hmm. one thing and staying in one lane. Multi-dimensional. Mm-hmm. But so my two suggestions, um, I'll keep this kind of quick because these aren't quite newer tracks. It's just ones that I've been a fan of as of recently. First, uh, Covet. A little math rock band um, with the lead guitarist um, Yvette Young, I want to say, um, has tons of awesome videos on Instagram. So follow her on her on Instagram. Some really cool riffage, but it's everything you would expect out of a math rock group. Um, oh, the song is Shibuya. I probably should have said Covet Shibuya. Um, and so it's everything you would expect from math rock where it's like really intricate and like they're really focusing on making sure all of these chords like work well with each other. Um, but the thing that kind of, I don't know, gives Covet their signature sound is a lot of tapping riffs. They like Yvette uses a lot of the fretboard to give all of these songs a very spacey sound because there's a lot of space between the notes. She's pairing up some pretty intricate left hand stuff low on the neck with some cool sounding tapping stuff higher on the neck. And it just, I don't know, it really makes an interesting back and forth between those types of lines. It's a really, really like cool, calm style listening. It's not going to be like right in your face all the time. So this is a much more like laid back, chill style math rock song that I've been a huge fan of. Saw Covet live. It was a little three piece and they just made more noise than I've ever seen a three piece band make in like my entire life. It was crazy. So definitely can recommend Covet Shibuya uh, featuring uh, San Holo. I have no idea who this is, honestly. Um, Obviously, it's Han Solo, but with the letters reversed. But I don't know what part they play in this song, but whatever it is, I'm thankful for it because this song is awesome. But the second one is, interestingly enough, a song that I only found because I was doing my usual and looking for samples. And uh, the song that samples the one I'm about to say is a 
Childish Gambino song, R.I.P., and it samples this song, uh, Night Call by Kavinsky. So I mostly get like Daft Punk vibes out of out of this, but maybe a little bit more uh, like low key and into. I mean, literally the name of the thing song is Night Call, and it makes me think of driving in the night. I'm pretty sure this was in the, the soundtrack for the movie Drive, which would make sense because that was kind of the vibe of this song. But it's is that just, the one with Ryan um, Gosling. Drive? I believe so. Yeah. And I don't know, it's just a lot of, it almost feels like an 80s like synth vibe where the singer has like a heavy, heavy effect on his voice. And then there's like the soft female vocals that come in at some point to kind of like counteract that and have a cool like little push and pull effect going on there. And even just like the wobbliness of the bass line in it as well, it really just gives off that like kind of older vibe. I'm I'm a big fan of this song as well. I got that sense when you played it earlier too. So really, mm-hmm. that was a cool track as well. So Kavinsky, I, yeah, Drive. What were you gonna say? Sorry. No, just that I remember it from the Gambino ch- song when you played it. It sounded mm-hmm. familiar. I just couldn't really put my tongue, uh, put my finger on it. And then I yeah. swear there's like a commercial or something that I heard this song in too, or like a show or a movie, not Drive. But I, I know I've heard this song before, this beat, and I it, it drives me nuts that I can't like figure out why I knew what this like where this is from. So I'm probably gonna end up spending the rest of the night tonight trying to find this. But hopefully next episode I'll be like, and that song last week, like I'm I'm gonna show up here with like half of my hair missing. Like this is all I've been doing for the last two weeks is finding where I heard this song, and I will get this answer. But until then, Kavinsky Night Call, definitely check it out. It's a pretty cool vibe. Dope. And that's it. Those are our recommendations in the new segment, Pop Quiz. I like that. That went well. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot, too. So more Pop Quizzes to come yeah. for us. Our, our, yeah, for, for us, not our students. Our students would, would probably hate us if uh, uh, we started doing that. I give reading quizzes, checks but, close enough. Yeah. Although I give, like, I'll, I'll do the thing where I'm like, okay, like, you know, make sure you have your notes tomorrow because all my pop my reading checks are open notes. So I'd be like, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. So it's like not really a pop quiz. Yeah, like they like, know. They but, know it's coming. They can hear it in my but like reflection. If they haven't done their reading, they got to step it up yeah. that night. So yeah. So yeah, especially they didn't study the night before. We have one more announcement. Some of you guys that follow us on Instagram, if you don't, get on it now so you can be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Turntable Teachers, if you don't follow us, please hop on Instagram. If you have an Instagram, follow us. You might have already seen now that this has come out, so uh, that we just did a our first merchandise giveaway where we gave away a original T-shirt to a, uh, two lucky fans. Mm-hmm. Um, the criteria is simple: you just have to be following us, and you have to tag a friend on the post to enter mm-hmm. into the contest to win the T-shirt. Um, we're going to be doing two more giveaways this month. And including with that as well, we're going to be officially dropping our line of uh, merch right around the time for the holidays, people. Mm-hmm. So if you are turn fans of us, Turntable Teachers fans, you want your merch, if you want it for free, potentially, you want to, mm-hmm. you want to enter to, to get one of those, look out for those posts. As long as you comment within the 24 hours of it posting, you can enter. That's how you enter. And like I said, tag a friend and you have to be following us to be eligible to win. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Super exciting. It's big moves. Big moves. And the uh, like I said, the directions will be, if you didn't catch that at all, the directions will be on, on Instagram, post. on the post. So be on the lookout for those within the next uh, coming days. Obviously, we just dropped one on November 1st. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the, the dates of the next two. We'll keep that a surprise. But be, just be on the lookout for it. And like I said, you have 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So get in on Pretty it. Pretty easy. Pretty it's easy. It's a free shirt. Yep. Like, you know, why not? 
takes two seconds. But I'm just gonna say very exciting. Real quick. Yeah, no, we just dropped we just did a giveaway for the original tea. But uh the night schools people. They are very good looking. Very, very, good. very good so, looking. Uh, like and we will with the, with definitely, stuff. definitely be doing a giveaway on the night school stuff. So a lot of cool stuff to come, guys. And we have a couple of cool interviews coming up as well. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. I will also be doing a Boston, uh, local Boston artist roundup coming very soon. So be out, look on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for some new show and tells. I'm going to Big Crit with Danny on Friday. Yep. I, so, I was actually talking about that show with uh, Pano the other day because we're yep. trying to find shows like around here in the like near future to go to. So oh, going yeah, to that. that. Yeah, so that's that's been today's episode. And it's been Thank real, man. Listening, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. been been a lot of fun to get back into uh, back into the swing of it and and get one of these recorded. Yeah, shout out Owell, shout out all the uh, you know artists we mentioned on this episode. There will yeah. be podcast uh, playlists for on Apple Music and Spotify. So be on the lookout for those on mm-hmm. Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at Turntable Teachers and stream us wherever you prefer to stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, the link tree is in our description. And uh, that's it. So without further ado, I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the turntable teachers. Class is dismissed. Turn, 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 turn,